0: Hello everyone and welcome to season three of the Levant X podcast where we discuss both political and cultural issues around the MENA region. Previous episodes do include discussions with creators such as Nadine Labaki, Stephanie Mkerzil, Michelle Zorzuri, and Jimmy Keirouz. Today's guest is a female director of Lebanese American origin that she's based out of New York and her work focuses on the politics of identity. Arab and African diaspora, science fiction, and shall we say magical realism. She is gonna tell us a lot more about this and correct me where I may have gone wrong. So Darin Hdeed is here to tell us more about everything that she gets into and her latest piece, which is called Tallahassee. So uh, Darin, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Celine, I mean, let's start with telling the audience a little bit um, about you, what you've been up to, your latest, you know, just so they can get a sense of who is on the other line. Wow. <laughs> so, um, as you said earlier, Sophie, I'm
1: Lebanese American. I live in New York City. Uh, I'm a writer and a film director um, in New York. And I am also the founder of an incubator and a production company called Cinephilia Productions. That champions the next generation of Arab and African filmmakers and storytellers. Um, I'm currently, uh, you know, my work currently just is in the narrative uh, filmmaking um, uh, spectrum. And uh, I just released a new film that you just mentioned called Tallahassee.
0: Doreen, thank you for the little brief introduction. It's lovely to have you here with us today. And I think before we get into what Tallahassee is about and what you've got into lately, um, I think it'll be interesting for our audience to really understand what took you into this industry. You know, what was that uh, feeling, the passion? You know, why did you want to walk this road?
1: Yeah, I was always really, um, I, since since childhood, I was into storytelling. So that was the the very first thing that attracted me to um to, to this path, um, I already didn't know that I wanted to be a filmmaker, per se, because I didn't know what filmmaking was at a young age, but I knew that I wanted to tell stories. I knew that that was something that really moved me and resonated with me, especially, you know, just like coming from um, Coming from from uh, from a family from Beirut and like we would gather and like people start telling stories and there was this tradition of storytelling and which also included like jokes and and things like that that all revolved around stories around people and around humans doing things and and um and, and having dreams so that's um that was something that really attracted me to storytelling first and I knew that this is what I wanted to do but I didn't know what device I would. I would go about storytelling. And the more I knew, the more I learned about what's out there, what are the different avenues for me, I was attracted to cinema. And that's where I started studying filmmaking, to, to, to have that as my main storytelling device. And um, yeah, the more I was doing it, the more I realized that it, there's more than just the story. There's also like the visual storytelling, the way I could just tell things with images and, and create worlds. Um, and I, I was a child with a very vivid imagination. Um, and I like grew up like having, like, like, just like having a lot of imaginary friends, I'd say, and just like talking to them and coming up with scenes and, 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 and worlds uh, with all these imaginary friends. Um, I also was practicing lucid dreaming, which kind of really helped a lot with, with like creating formatting a, a visual storytelling skill. Um, and that's kind of like where it all like came together. Like everything I started to come together and just be, be, be um, obvious to me that this is the path that I wanted to go.
0: It's so beautiful to hear that because um, I, as I said, I'm half Lebanese, half English, and you know, I grew up in Tobias. so when we used to come back to Lebanon, I totally resonated with what you said when you kept hearing stories and and the way the way the stories were told, And, you know, they would sort of be grasping and then they'd end up being really humorous. And and then by the end, everybody's laughing. So I I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think a lot of um, diaspora or half Arab, you know, half Western. And it can really relate to that. Even obviously people living in the Middle East. It's a daily it's it's a daily for them. So um, it's really beautiful to hear. And I think uh, what what I think would be interesting to know is living abroad and uh identifying as an arab you know woman female director have you faced any challenges has it been hard to sort of execute you know uh, what type of what what type of situations have you found yourself in or not you know i think it's just curious because there's a lot of talk of you know i can't make it or i can't do you know and and we don't get these opportunities and so i think As it's inspirational to hear, you know, what you might have achieved and and managed to uh, get past.
1: you know it's, it's beautiful that you say that um most of it would be coming from like limiting beliefs of what we can and what we can't do and like things that we learn by observation um like just being in the diaspora and 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 coming from like an arab american family and having to live in in these two dimensions let's say being arab and american at the same time um there's always this this uh this channel that you have to kind of link the two together to, in order for you to kind of have this one identity that like unifies everything together and you own it and that's like the most challenging part to, 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 to be honest with you so the challenges were less external more internal in in my case just like having to to create an identity uh, for myself, or even just to identify the, what it is that makes me me, and especially existing in a place like, like here in America, where, you know, we're a minority, where we're not really, you know, our story is not really the first story to be told, uh, or to have space for it to be told. Um, these are kind of like the challenges where you find yourself wanting to Create your own seat at the table, and to, to you know you know talk about subjects and themes and stories that might not be you know uh, the, it, it applauded like right away. That you have to kind of find a way for it to resonate with with the people around you who come from different backgrounds, but we still share a lot of things that are universal. A lot of themes that just make us human. So just like understanding the core of what is it that we're doing. And what is the story that we're telling? Doesn't matter your real, like really your identity or where you come from, truly really, like comes down to how can you make that humanly relevant to the people that you live with? And um, that's kind of like, that's been you know, my, my foundation. Every time I, I find myself challenged, I go back to that like reset. It's kind of like, let me reset my thinking pattern and go back to this.
0: Again, I love what you're saying. And it's so easy for me to relate to what you're saying. And I think that's a role that I'm trying to do with the way that I pursue my content and, you know, one of these podcasts. So uh, it's great. Um, so far, when, you know, the journey that you've taken, the road that you've taken, the approach, the ethics, the you know, what, what type of impact do you think this will inevitably have on rising young female directors, and and what kind of message are you trying to deliver to them, so they can sort of um, master, you know, what type of approach to take, you know, and and how to sort of find their their own shoes and 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 not be afraid of the large, you know, six foot wave that might be coming their way.
1: You know, I I I, I always kind of stayed away from like thinking of myself as someone setting an example, because that's, you know, uh, I, I try to stay away from that, because that's also very limiting for me and for others. I think like just, you know, starting from a place where you're just, you know, creating your own approach to things you are like learning by observing what others are doing for sure and like learning from their own journey but that doesn't really have to be the main influence for your journey to work or not just knowing already that like everyone's journey is different to like you know get to certain place or to kind of achieve a certain goal um there's commonality between us for sure but from that point onward there's a lot of differences. And those differences come with the way we approach what is it that we want. If we have clarity on our objectives, what is it that we want to do with our career? Or in, in the case of filmmaking, what stories do we want to tell? Uh, you could you could be um, Lebanese American, but you don't want to tell that story. You don't, you don't want to be in that category. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, everything is okay like that's kind of like my my motto is like everything is okay if you say to yourself that it is okay you have to allow yourself to just be Um, while you're observing what's happening around you, while you're observing what others are achieving, what path they're taking, what works for them, what doesn't work. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you or if it doesn't going to work for you. Um, And I found that to be like very healing in the process because filmmaking is an exhausting journey. It's a beautiful journey, but it's also very exhausting. It requires so much. Um, But at the same time, like knowing that, you know, there's not one way for it. Not one way to go makes it a lot more uh, exciting because you never know what the next thing will be, and I like that about it.
0: It's a constant challenge. It's a const- It's just always a surprise. So many different things happening. So many different things going on. So many different elements to it. So yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's what keeps us all in the industry and attracted to it at the same time. I think uh, it's time now to really understand, you know, what you've got your fingers in and, you know, what are you really passionate about right now and what type of projects you have coming up, obviously the latest films, so tell us a little bit about that.
1: So um, right now I have I have a film called Tallahassee that just was just released in August at the Black Star Film Festival and just now started its festival run. And I'm very excited to see it out in the world. Uh, I haven't had the chance yet to be in any in-person screening, uh, but I'm actually going to El Laguna Film Festival next week to attend the screening in person of the film. And that's gonna be super exciting. Um, so Tallahassee is my latest work. And it's a film that tackles um, it tackles the the stigma around mental health in Arab culture, specifically in the diaspora. Um, and it takes place in Brooklyn. Uh, it follows the story of an Arab American woman. Who comes home from rehab to find out that her family has, like, her sister has lied to the family that she was away va- on vacation in Florida. That's where, like, the name of the film comes from Tallahassee. And just we get into, like, the nuances of that stigma of mental health and how we approach it in our, our culture, and spe- especially within our family dynamics, how it affects our family dynamics and the understanding of family, of where we're at mentally. Um, and how that impacts our performance in life. So that's that's my latest um, latest film, uh, Tallahassee.
0: There is such a stigma. And um, growing up, I remember in Dubai, it was really hard. And when I came to Lebanon for the first time when I was young, I used to see people that had disabilities or mental disabilities. And it was the first time that I sort of saw that. Um, because in Dubai, everything was just hidden. You know, and and if someone did have a child, you know, they just weren't allowed to be seen or interacted with. And and so obviously that goes back to what you said, which is changing this family dynamics. You know, some people um, I knew, I didn't even know they had a brother or a sister until I went to the UK and I did my degrees. and I And one of the girls that I lived with had a brother who had Down syndrome. I think that was the first time I had interacted with someone with a disability. So uh, I think it's really nice to discuss these things. And I wanted to say to you, you know, there are a lot of filmmakers um, in this part of the world that that do think to themselves, you know, how do I tell this story without um, doing an injustice to my culture, but putting it out there in a story that someone can understand and relate to and things can um, maybe spark inevitable change. So... For those who are trying to do similar concepts like you have done, you know what type of advice would you give them?
1: Whenever I'm telling a story or I'm working on a new film or writing a new script, I always try to check in on myself if I'm telling the truth. Uh, I feel there's, there's always you know, a place where we might be judgmental and we kind of bring that into our work, and like whatever it is that we haven't healed from, we kind of bring it in our work, whether we're aware of or not. But it is part. We're human. We're, it's part of that process. So I think that the one of one of the practices I've kind of developed in my in my um, in my craft is to always take a step back and ask myself if I'm telling the truth or if I'm if I'm trying too hard to hide something first, or to kind of like uh, yeah hide something, shy away from something or to kind of distort what happened so it fits my needs. So I kind of try to like, you know, take a step back and be really honest with myself because that honesty and transparency with yourself is gonna show up in your work. And whether you see it or not, others will see it and they're gonna know. Um, It's better be be you the first person who sees it than someone else. Uh, And that practice kind of, I think, it's really important for every writer, every project or, or filmmaker or a creator of any sort in a, in a creative space to always allow yourself a space to be honest with yourself. Sometimes it might hurt. You're like, oh, how did I even think about this? Where is it coming from? And then once you realize, you go down that path of realizing of where it came from, so much of that can, can influence your work. And I think, yeah, just starting from that place of truth um, I find it to be very essential in my work. And not to say that I always achieve it, but it's it's kind of something, I'm, there's an awareness of it. So when there's awareness, that's already like a first step to towards getting it right at some point. But it's just, this is this is my, this is the only thing I would say about like, if I want to call it advice, uh, I'm not very good at giving advice but like as an, as, a, as a practice or shared experience, I would say that.
0: That's funny. I did put you on the spot. So, but I think it's beautiful what you said. And I'm very curious to know, is there someone that when you've got to ask yourself or check in with yourself, is there someone that you go to and you're like, I know if I, if I have this conversation with this person, this person's going to check me, you know, completely make me own it. Is there anyone that you sort of rely on? I know mine is my husband. He's like, (laughs) no, he just puts it to me straight. You know, I, I do
1: have uh, one uh, cl- very close friend who I really trust to, they know me so well. Like we, 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 we've we had years and years of experience together and we kind of grew together. So a point that I feel like that transparency is not, uh, is, is not threatening, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like very welcomed. Uh, even though like sometimes I'd be like, really, like how could you, how could you say that? But then it's like, but you can because I give you that, <laughs> I give you that room to, to, to be that person. So, so it's always good to have that one one or two people that, um, that you really feel confident about their opinion and about the way they read you or they, they read your work. Um, not necessarily that they're always right, but they kind of, they will ask you the right questions just because they know you. So that's that's kind of you know there, there's no separation between the two there's always the, this this person is is kind of like the, the 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 bridge between the work and the creator and they kind of like are in the middle and that's a good
0: place to be but you shouldn't like give that room to a lot of people just like oh, choose no, no, definitely not. most <laughs> yeah because when you do want to hear it you'll not be able to take it <laughs> So, hopefully, that person comes back to you and you can give it back to them at some point, you know, it's a give and take relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for that chance. Revenge. <laughs> the revenge is now. <laughs> so, as we're wrapping up here, I just want to give you the opportunity, since you've got our airspace and our, our listeners are on the line, you know, what uh, is there anything you'd like to leave with them today? Uh, it doesn't have to be advice. doesn't have to be anything, but maybe you'd like to talk about, you know, some ideas. So the floor is yours, Doreen.
1: Well, thank you so much, Sophie. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. And um, I I don't know, I think I just, you know, feel like we're at a time where... We're living at a, at a great time where we can all really tell the stories that we want to tell and break a lot of boundaries and break a lot of, you know, build new bridges. So I think like just, it's a great time for us as creators everywhere, wherever you are, you're hearing this, I think it's a great time for us to kind of um, allow ourselves to own what we what we do. And to kind of own our voice and be really vocal about it, and just like create the space for ourselves to exist and to just tell our stories. I think that, that this is a great time to do that, and and uh, if we like do that collectively and just not forget about the co- the power of the collective, because if we collectively do this, there will be a lot of change that can happen, and and that's kind of I, I feel like. This is a wave and, and, and we could all, we can create the wave, we can write the wave, it's all our choice. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I want to tell our listeners today.
0: I'm so glad you said those things because I feel like you took them right out of my heart. and But you articulated them so eloquently, Doreen, so eloquently. So thank you all for listening to my chat with Doreen. And if you have any further questions, you can DM us on our social channels or you can hit up Doreen directly on her Instagram and Twitter. Just a note to all our listeners, we are a crowdfunded organization and do rely on your donations too to keep producing content you want to hear. So if this episode and previous ones have tickled your fancy, please head to our Levant X, buy me a coffee page to ensure we keep producing content you want to hear. So Doreen, thank you again for being with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.